Isn't that cool? Who's next? <laughs> See, now I know what you're thinking. He's going to still preach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, too fun. We're going to pause, though. I'm gonna, we'll get to Mark next week. I just want to share a few thoughts with you this morning. I want to tell you a little story. Um, on why I believe what we're seeing happen is happening and the joy that it is. Um, and first and foremost, it's this is prayer. Uh, for the last two years or so, um, the eldership, we've been praying together, committed together every week with pretty much out fail. I can't even think of a time to dis- this distinct and the distinction to decide to pray and commit together as a leadership to pray for you, the needs that you have, but to pray to see God move in a way that is beyond us, beyond of all the doings that we call church, about all the things, all of that stuff, to want and desire Him to be in it in spite of ourselves or in spite of myself, that it declares our total dependency on Him and Him alone without any of our human ingenuity to take place. And I believe we're seeing that. It is God and God alone who gives growth, as we've been seeing in Mark chapter 4. Paul reiterates this in Corinthians to the church. He says, I planted Apollos water. God gives the growth. That's 1 Corinthians 3, 6. He is the one that does that. That's the parables we've been seeing in Mark. He is the one. We are sowers. We are light bearers. That's all we are. We are not the source. We are not the power. It is all in him and through him. So we are committed than to find in the Word of God to actually have the audacity to take what we see in Scripture literally and that He will do the promises that He's given us. This is our work. We are so seed sowers. You and I are light bearers. The dependence on Him is for Everything. Paul also says in Ephesians 2, this being God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. This is the good work, and this is the result of the good work, which Paul goes on to say, which he's already prepared in advance for you. (laughs) Isn't that cool? It's just sitting there. It's just waiting for you and I to have a gospel conversation. Those prayers that you share are filled with praises of answered prayer that we get together each week, petitions of physical needs and emotional needs, the things that you struggle with, with health issues, long-term and short-term are being prayed for, relational needs that we have as a body, be it marriage, family, those of you that have lost loved ones, you are not forgotten, we still pray. Beyond that, It is the spiritual needs that you and I have, the spiritual needs of the life of a church that we will take into eternity. It is a faithful body of believers in Christ pursuing Him, pursuing the unity in Christ that unites us together. Our identities don't unite anything as you can see in our culture. All it does is destroy. But what does unite us is a belief. That's what unites. And what unites Christian people is Jesus Christ. 
So wanting to see God bring revival in whatever measure that means, true revival to this place, to this community, to a people that he moves, to the people that he's bringing in and out of your life where you live, work, and play, calling those around us to repent, to be baptized, to save yourself, as Paul says, from this crooked generation, praying to be equipped as a body of believers, able to handle the Word of God, being devoted to sound doctrine, being devoted to gather together in worship, not forsaking the gathering as some are in the habit of doing, as the Hebrew writer says, being devoted to come around the Lord's table, examining your own life, so as not to be guilty of taking communion in an unworthy manner and being guilty of it. Being devoted to prayer and being a praying congregation. You may have noticed recently, if you get here a little early, we've inserted some prayer slides for that very reason. The thought was, what better way to enter into worship than to take time to prayer? So when you come, there'll be periodic slides, just directed slides prayer slide, just thoughts, verses, things that you can actually pray about, pray for coming from Scripture to help us prepare for worship. Things that are yes in God's mind and heart, things yes that He wants to give, yes He wants to bless, those are the prayers we need to pray, the result, again, of which I believe you are now seeing, and we see it this morning. Two years, and we'll continue to faithfully bring these petitions before God, a God faithfully working through us gardeners and harvesters and light bearers. Make no mistake the connection, what you are seeing in this congregation here today and in the future. It is a faithfulness to submit to prayer the needs that we have to see And have a heart for God to desire to move in our life. Make no mistake of that. It is for the glory of God, not us. It is not us. It is for Him and Him alone to receive the glory. So therefore, this call goes out today, as Paul wrote it. Let us not grow weary in doing what is good, for in due season we will reap. If what? We do not give up. Galatians 6, 9, prayer is this good gift to you from God. The more you pray, the more your heart and mind will bend toward His will. The more you share, the more in line you will come to the mind of God. I'll share some more of that because there's more coming. Um, Don't miss the first Sunday in August. The second is this, with what we just witnessed of baptism Nowhere do scriptures teach with the popular evangelistic belief that baptism is just a sign to the world of your decision or so-called decision to follow Christ. It does that. You just witnessed it. But it is far more than that. There is a clear text from scripture on what baptism does, its purpose, and who it's for. And there are some text on the screen, but make no mistake, either you are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. It is a gift of God to you for those being saved, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Salvation is not earned. 
you stand in your helpless estate, as Jacob read this morning in Psalms 22. He is the one calling. He is the one saving. He is the one doing all the heavy lifting through Christ Jesus. That gift, however, must be received. If you prefer to think of it as being unwrapped, that's fine. To receive its blessing. And to do so, rest on your believing that Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be, the Son of the living God. Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 15 just ever so wonderfully. In verse 6, For I delivered to you as first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day. That's the gospel. That's what makes you a Christian. It's believing things that Jesus did. It's believing that He died a substitutionary death for you. Your, His life for yours. It's believing that on the third day He rose again. It's believing that at this very moment in time that you and I are sitting here, He is at the right hand of God the Father. It is believing that He is the first fruits of those who have been resurrected and that He will come again and bring those who believe in Him, all those He has called to Himself. But the demons also believe, James 2.19 reminds us of. So it has to be more than a demon kind of faith. There is your confession of faith, like we also just heard. Like Peter responded to, Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked him, Who am I? And that is his great profession, which is why we should share that this morning. And you proclaim that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, your Savior and Lord. There is a renouncement of your sin. The biblical term is repenting. It is a hatred of your sin, where you once were in darkness before the light came into your life. Not just in the negative sense either, by the way, but a positive sense of how you now serve or who you serve in life. He who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, 1 Peter 2.24. How can we who have died to sin live in it any longer, right? Romans Six, the idea in the Greek of repenting is this idea of defecting, like you would in another country from country to country. Like growing up, I would hear stories of Russians defecting to America. It's that, it's that concept. And so we baptize for the forgiveness of sin. He goes on, Paul says, to finish his thought in Romans 6, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? That's what it's doing our participation in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. That's what we just witnessed. And so we baptize for the forgiveness of sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like David read in Matthew 28, the great commission that Jesus gave, his command to his disciples, the very last thing he gave them to do, to be reminded. Just a final thought, because of all of that, especially for those of you that are relatively new, what that means to us as a church, where that leads us, where it's taking this church and the expectations that we have on all of us as believers here, or what we call five foundations, which we desire to build on as a body. And I just want to run through these so we're, at least today, all on the same page. What that means is, is we have a high view of who God is. He is exalted. 
He is high and lifted up. He is sovereign. He is worthy of your worship. He is worthy of the worship of your life. All of it. What does it mean to have such a view and a word? Faith. Faith that He exists. His character, what He's like, how He describes Himself in Scripture, how He has been revealed to you. We don't get to make it up. We don't get to modify it. That is a low view of who God is. We take Him at His word as He's revealed it to us about Himself and what He's like. Even when we bristle at some of the things we may see in part because we probably don't understand them completely. And let's be honest, we don't. If you and I could understand God completely, <laughs> how big a God truly would that be, right? We'll have all eternity for that, by the way. It'll be good. Number two is just the absolute authority. The first two are very related. One feeds to the other, but these two are connected. It is the absolute authority of the Word of God, the infallible, inherent Word that He has revealed to us this speaks to the reliability of the text that you have in your hand. It is what God has preserved for thousands of years as only He can do. If He can create the world, He can certainly preserve what He wants us to know about Himself. He is more than capable, more than capable to give us in the pages of Scripture what it means for life and godly living, godliness, 2 Peter 1.3 says. It doesn't reveal everything. We don't know everything about him. There would be no possible way for us to reveal him, to reveal himself in that way in the life that we're living, right? And let's be honest, and I don't mean this to be a criticism, but if there were more pages in our Bible describing who God is, I don't know if we'd read it anymore, would we? <laughs> we're not reading it enough as it is, I don't believe. All you have, you have, you need is in front of you. What you need to know about him what you need to know about what is good, what is true, what is right, what is wrong. There is a standard which this world defyingly bristles against. Number three leads into, the first two lead into the next three. That leads us to sound doctrine. The first two fill this one. Truth. That it can be known that you can know without question that sound doctrine, who we are, who we are as people, who we are as human beings, how God sees us as human beings, the state that we are in, in our sin, what He's going to do, all those things about doctrine that we know through Scripture, the roles that we have, the relationships that He's given us, all come from the truth of Scripture. That in turn leads to your personal holiness and the power you've given because you are in Christ to live that out faithfully. Yes, it's hard, isn't it? Yes, it can be difficult, but He is not going to give you any more than what you can handle. As difficult as what you... For me, being in sports, you know, the coaches always push, 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 right? If you, and I don't know how that translates into other areas of life, but just in sports, give me one more, and then give me another one. And then you feel like you get to the end. I'm assuming maybe the military, for those of you, been in the military too as well. Just one more. And then there's one more after that and one more after that until you get right wherever that edge is, right? Until you get to the end of yourself to where I can't handle it anymore. He knows exactly what that is for you. 
also you would grow in holiness, not happiness, by the way. That is a blessing, and we do have those moments, don't we? They're a joy, right? But holiness is on his mind and his heart for you to walk what Paul says, the worthy walk of faith. And then the last one is spiritual authority, that because of those, we now submit to the loving shepherding of a plurality of elders for teaching, for admonishing, for rebuking in our life, to center ourselves around who Christ is and what we believe as a body of believers, what Christ is calling them to pursue through Him. See, that's a God-centered theology. That's God at the very center of our theology, not taking Him out and putting us in and us deciding what those things are, which ties all the way back to having a high view of God. It's what we desire here as a church, what we desire for you to pray, to strive, to work hard for in Christ, if you will. And I believe God is blessing, blessing my feeble attempts. It's not going to be perfect, can we be honest, right? It's not, and that's okay because we love Christ enough we love His unity for the body here to overcome those things, those frustrations, whatever inconveniences that happen in our life and our relationships. We can overcome all of them because we know He has overcome them at the cross. It is the gospel that pursues and unifies and moves us in the power to demonstrate to a world who's so fractured at this moment in time in our history that this is unique, this is different, this is where you come. Those opportunities give us an opportunity to practice all the one another's we see in Scripture, to bear one another, to forgive one another, to give grace and mercy to another, right? And that's what we did, saw this morning. Who's next? <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you for your gift of grace. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the softening and good-soiled hearts of Beth and Mike and Jerry this morning to come to you to fulfill the word of Christ in humility and grace to receive salvation from you, to receive the power to live life Father, thank you for those here that have already, that are maturing in Christ, growing in his likeness. God, I pray for the power to continue to move, as Jacob mentioned, closer to you, losing ourselves, losing our identity in Christ. He is the only identity that we have as Christians there is no skin color. There is nothing else. There is only Christ. And there is only unity found in Him. So, Father, I pray continually for this body, for these people. The kind act of service that so many give and teaching and acts of kindness and hospitality and all those gifts that you've given us 
to be your church. For those new here to see these gifts being lived out faithfully day by day, for opportunities that you bring to us that we may not even know about to serve this community, to be Christ to them, to know that you are far bigger than all of those things, that if we would just see you, all those details will fall into place. And if there is a means in which we short-circuit those things in our own power or our pride, God, I pray for humility, for soft, repentant hearts to mend, to be unified in Christ. Father, thank you for a glorious day. Thank you to see the power of the Spirit working in this body. Thank you for answering our prayers of being able to see fruit in this church. God, may we continue to see some day by day in Jesus' name. Amen.